hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. It's another powerhouse today. That's all I'm going to say. It's a shame I only find women who do, I don't know, eight things and not just one. Today is no exception. We are speaking with Alison Chavez. So here are some titles, just some. And remember, these are titles. They're not identities. It doesn't define who she is because this is just scraping the edge. She's a thousand things. But first and foremost, I love the fact that she is a prosperity and success coach. Very good about the mindset, sought after speaker on mindset and prosperity. That's great. Also a fellow podcast host. She hosts the podcast, The Prosperity Approach. I'm sorry. The Slacker is also a best-selling author. Uh-huh. We'll add the book to that list. And the name of her book is The Prosperity Approach. So you get what I'm going? You see where we're, we're, we're leading down the road here? We're going to be talking about probably some mindset, probably some female energy, the importance of how to reshape. And more importantly, what I love, love is that she believes that challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. So with that, we're going to learn some more. So thank you. Thank you, Allison. We're so happy you're with us. Stephanie, it is such a pleasure, such an honor. I'm already in love with you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I can't. You know what? These are, it's definitely topics close to my heart, definitely my love language, because we don't talk about most of this stuff. We just kind of go through life, set it and forget it, a little robotic, lather, rinse, repeat, and it doesn't have to be that way. Before we even jump in, I need you just to tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Well, I am a prosperity and success coach. I work I work uh, solely with women. I love mm-hmm. women. I love to teach women how to live in their feminine and get out of their masculine. What I discovered for myself in building up my own company, I I've, I've been in this online space for a little over 10 years and I knew just like like everybody else, hustle, grind, pressure, push, rinse, repeat for years and I built my company from nothing to multiple six figures in 2 years. 
And I didn't have the right mindset behind it. I was scared out of my mind most days. I was way, Mm. way outside my comfort zone. I felt like I was a fraud. I felt like I didn't actually make a difference. I was in massive anxiety and so afraid I was going to lose it. And because Mm. your reality matches your inner beliefs and programs, my business after, oh, about five or six years began to tumble. And so what did I do? I started to hustle more and I started to work harder. And the harder I worked, the faster it fell. (laughs) And we ended up in a spectacular two and a half year financial free fall, which landed in a rock bottom called chapter 13 bankruptcy. And when the dust finally settled and I put down the beat up stick of the world's biggest loser and how could I do this and who did I think I was and I told you you'd go off by financial cliff. Like when I finally put that aside and stopped blaming Mm -hmm. myself, I realized, holy cow, I created this and I didn't mean to. I wonder if I can create my way out of this. And I think that's really when God was like, all right, she's ready to get in the game. Let's do this. And so I learned three really, really important things through that whole process. I learned how to balance feminine and and masculine energies and lead with feminine. I learned how money actually works on a spiritual and energetic level. And I learned how to reprogram my subconscious beliefs. And with those three things together, within six months, we'd gotten out of the bankruptcy. We actually went from bankruptcy to $232,000. I went from six clients to 97 in six months. I shed 45 pounds in four months and it was easy and it was supportive and I was, it was fun and it was effortless and just transform my relationships with my spouse, with our children, with myself, most importantly. Mm -hmm. And that was about four years ago. Since then we've gone on to make multiple millions. I've kept the weight off. I did get into, I mean, I'm going to be transparent because I'm human, just like everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in the mm-hmm. trenches with everybody. I also live in 2023. I'm not just sitting on a rainbow, like petting my unicorn and burping mm-hmm. glitter. Like <laughs> I've been in the trenches with everybody and I got into lack and I got into masculine energy last year and my business suffered because of it. Meaning like I almost tanked my business last year because I went back into old programming of push and hustle and not enough and all of that. And boy, I watched it fall. And I was like, thankfully, I was able to absorb the loss of the very expensive education that I had last year with my company Mm -hmm. and employees Mm -hmm. and all of that. And now it's just, I feel like we're just back to like, okay, now let's launch to the next level because there's going to be effort involved and there's challenge that's involved when you go from one level to the next in success, whether it's in your weight or your health, your relationships, money, your business, whatever it is, challenge is necessary, but the struggle is completely optional. And we live in a society that values the struggle and Mm. actually programs us for struggle. Like we feel guilty if we didn't push really hard for something. Like we feel like we have to earn everything and you really don't. When you understand what's actually going on, you understand the universal laws of prosperity and creation and you're living in your feminine and you're tapping into masculine, then yeah, you have those challenges. That's part of life. It's here to help us get really clear on what we want and really clear on what we don't, but you don't have to struggle for it. It just, you get into ease, you get into flow. Mm. You stay in the moment, like life gets really juicy and really magical, even in heartbreak, even in difficult times. And that's my mission. My mission is to bring women back to joy and to end the struggle and to help heal the woman. Because if we can heal ourselves as women, we will heal the entire planet. Wow. So much. But I already know where I want to start because I am so guilty and probably a gold medal winner of 
male energy. If I could just lower my shoulder, and especially if someone doubts me, perhaps throws a gauntlet down. Uh Okay, Uh Uh let me show you at any cost and or expense. Don't really care what the carnage is that I've left behind, (laughs) because I, my friend, am going to show you. So mindset is habit is that's what you know, that's your go to, that's the easy button. Uh So then how do you become aware of and start to tap into and recognize your feminine energy? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. Well, the first thing we have to understand about these two energies Uh is that we have both. This is not men versus women or battle of the sexes. Everybody has both feminine and masculine energies. And these are energies of creation. We live in a society that only values masculine energy and masculine energy is production, achievement, production, achievement all the time. It's the doing energy. The feminine energy is the being energy. It's Mm. the experience. It's the vision. It's the dream. And we need both of them. But again, all we're taught is nose to the grindstone and push and make it happen and figure it out. So when somebody tells you, you can't do it, you get into your masculine and you're just like, well, let me prove it to you. Let me prove you wrong. So you Mm -hmm. get into this massive action, but you've forgotten the vision. And when we get into too much masculine energy as a woman, it takes a big toll on us. First and foremost, it sucks our soul dry. So this company that I built, I built it because I loved it, but I was approaching it from the wrong angle. I was approaching it through lack, through scarcity, through fear and massive masculinity. And not too long, it started sucking my soul because it was heavy. And it was all this stuff that I needed to do. Am I good enough yet? And it was numbers driven. And have I reached my goal? And I forgot why I wanted to do it in the first place. It's because it was expansive and it lit me up. And I loved, I loved connecting to how powerful I was as a creator. It has a toll. Like it takes a, a really high price tag on your soul, but it also wears you down physically as a woman because masculine energy has testosterone as part of it. When we get into stress and pressure, we kick into adrenaline, we kick into cortisol. And especially as women, we're not meant to be in testosterone all the time. So men have 16 times more testosterone that naturally occurs in their body than women do. That's why you can have a very tall woman and a short man, and the man is still going to be physically stronger than that woman because of how much natural testosterone that he has. And they actually get hits of testosterone every 15 minutes. Men's bodies are meant to absorb testosterone and to work with testosterone, which is the get it done and figure it out. And like, they really love that pressure. They thrive in that. What happens for us with women, our testosterone comes from two places, our ovaries and our adrenal glands. Well, when it comes from our adrenals, we also get a shot of adrenaline with it. So when we're in testosterone, we're also in survival mode. If we're in testosterone all the time in its production, achievement, production, achievement, it makes us sick. It wears us out physically. I I hear more of adrenal fatigue and adrenal blowout in women Mm -hmm. much, much more often than I do in men. It's much more common in women than it is in men because we're marinating in these chemicals that we're not designed to marinate in as women. We're actually designed to marinate in oxytocin rather than dopamine. And oxytocin is the neurochemical of bonding. It's intimacy. Mm. It's when we're with girlfriends at lunch with a really great conversation, a really wonderful Mm -hmm. food. We're like, I love you so much. It's it's that, it's that bonding cuddle hormone and dopamine is the hormone of 
of achievement and of accomplishment. And what we're taught is continue to do it and always be in massive action. So we go after those dopamine hits, but even when we, even when we achieve something, it feels like it's lacking because too much dopamine actually inhibits oxytocin creation. If we're in dopamine all the time, checking off our to-do list all the time, it starts feeling meaningless to us because we're not connected. So living in our masculine kills us softly. It really does. And it kills our soul long before it kills our body. So it's really, really important that we balance between the two. Something tells me that's easier said than done. So the thing that helped me to start to balance, Mm -hmm. and when I I balance, I'm not talking 50-50. I'm talking 70-30 feminine for masculine. And it's really important to start your day in feminine. What do you want to experience through the day? The easiest way that I know how to describe feminine and masculine is feminine is the river and masculine is the river banks. If you Mm -hmm. only have the river in feminine and no river bank, you don't have any direction, you don't have any power, and it's just chaos and destruction, actually. If you Mm -hmm. only have a river bank, but no river, you have no purpose. Like why, why build a river bank if there's no river and there's no flow? So you need both of them together. It's all about the experience more than it is the execution. So when you get into the experience and you get really clear on the experience, like I love to experience flow throughout the day, especially when I have really, really full days. I've Mm -hmm. experienced being driven by my calendar. That's my taskmaster, right? And I'm always going back to my calendar. What's next? What's next? What's next? And I feel really disjointed all day long. But when I want to experience flow in a particularly full day, that's what I connect to at the very beginning of the day, because there's my intention. I want to just be able to flow from one task to another because I know it's I know it's going to be really taxing on me energetically if I'm just like boom, 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 boom in masculine all day. So what right. do I want to experience? Flow and and fun and and expansion. So I get that set in my body, and then it's like, all right, what are we going to do today? What are we going to create? And so starting your day, yes. And it's so funny how many of us are guilty of. Your day hasn't or even started. Let's just say you've, you know, opened your eyes if you have a morning routine, which I want to talk about in a minute. But so many people, and believe me, I'm so guilty. You know, you can run through the calendar. You can run through how many things you're going to cross off the list. And basically, you want to be at the end of the day, and you literally haven't even brushed your teeth yet. So morning routine, question mark? Is that what you begin with? Uh, How are you setting your flow? Critical. It's Mm. critical to start your day with a morning routine. But here's where everybody goes sideways on that. They Mm -hmm. treat their morning routine as check boxes. So they Mm -hmm. check all the boxes and it's one more thing to do. It's four more things to do. Now they have to get up even earlier and they're tired enough as it is. All of us are guilty of it because that's what we've been trained to do. So we're just going to have some grace and some compassion on ourselves and just realize you cannot do a feminine activity like a morning routine of meditation and prayer and movement and journaling. You cannot do a feminine activity in masculine energy and expect to get into feminine. You cannot do it. Putting on pink feather earrings to go pump weights does not put you in feminine energy. It's a being energy. And so that's why the intention of the routine is so critical. What do I want to experience? What do I want to connect to? Like, that's a question I ask myself all the time. What do I want to connect to? I have a personal relationship with God. 
And it's mm-hmm. really, really important to me that I connect with God every day and that he guides me. And it's important for me to see his goodness everywhere because we can see the crap show everywhere. It's so noisy. It's so in our face, but I want to focus on those things that are working for me and all the little miracles in my life. So I, so I want to connect to that at the beginning of the day. And I do that through meditation. I do that through prayer. I do that through reading something that fills my soul. So for me, it's scripture. But if Mm -hmm. you like to read a spiritual book, not a personal development book, like a spiritual book, something that feeds your soul and then journaling. And I love to journal my gratitude. I love to write out what my vision is. What are my top five goals that I'm working towards this year? And then I spend a minute as I'm writing it out, just like, man, wouldn't that be cool if I got that? Oh man, how would I celebrate that? It gets me into the proper vibration. And then I can get into my day. But if it's just, all right, I journaled for five minutes. I read five minutes of scripture. I prayed. I meditated, which means I put on the soft music. I closed my eyes and I ran through my to-do list for five minutes. Okay, that's all done. Why am I still so exhausted? Why Mm -hmm. am I still so depleted? Where's the value in this? There isn't any, but you got to get into feminine energy. And the thing that's so beautiful is it seeps into the whole rest of your day. Absolutely love that. And it's funny, I mean, I... Even before I get out of bed, I just have my little chat with God and, you know, obviously thanking him for the day and show me, show me what you, how to serve. Where am I going? What am I going to do? And some days the journaling is a little longer, but it is so true what you say to keep that time sacred Mm -hmm. to yourself and not a chore, because it's not a chore. And if it is, step aside, take another listen, put this on replay, because it's going to answer so many questions as to how come it's not working? Why aren't I feeling any better? Because they're probably charging through. And instead, as you were saying, the energy is seeping through. And yet, you also included in your in your example of here's my vision for the next five years. So you can still want, desire, dream while in your feminine energy. That's the best time to do it mm. because feminine is the vision. It is the desire. It is the dream. That's the feminine energy. And what we think it is, is the how. No, that's the, the mechanics is the masculine's job. The masculine's job is to get us to our vision. The feminine's job is the vision. And these are divinely appointed roles that we have. That's why it's so important that we use both of them. So masculine energy thrives on pleasing the feminine. And feminine energy thrives on inspiring the masculine. The masculine energy is divinely designed to support feminine. So just say that one more time. I just, you know, this is important. Say it again. Feminine Mm. leads masculine supports. That's what they're divinely designed to do. So that is what they're designed to do. And that would be rethinking, reframing the, well, if I'm leading, I'm leading the charge. um, I always go into like lowering my shoulder. If I'm leading this, you know, okay, come on, everybody follow me type thing. Mm -hmm. But yet with the support, of the male energy, you can keep that vision. Yes. You can move yourself towards that vision or pull that vision Mm -hmm, to you. mm -hmm. That's why you need both because the masculine energy is the mechanics of it. It's the how. 
And what do we go to instantly when we have a dream? We go instantly into how. And then we feel demoralized and we feel defeated before we even get started because we don't know how. If we knew how, we would have already done it. So then we're like, I don't know how. I don't have the contacts. I don't have the connections. I don't have the skills. I don't have the looks. I don't like whatever all of those excuses that are right. up with because we mm-hmm. immediately go into how instead mm-hmm. of just committing to the vision. Most people commit to how and because they don't know how they won't commit. Commit to the decision. Commit to the vision. And then the hows come in to support you getting to the vision. I think once, like anything, like learning something new, we all, you know, didn't come here on this earth learning how to walk. My grandson, you know, took some first steps yesterday and it was very exciting, but then he fell on his butt and might have, might have fallen or pulled some things on top of him. Allegedly, whatever, he's fine. But again, he's learning. He will learn how to, just as I think we forget that we can learn really anything we want to learn. And now in this day and age, the internet and, oh, my new favorite friend, AI, thank you, the sky is the limit. So let's talk about when you make a decision. I know so many people who have probably great ideas. We all do. A lot of buts will stop because we don't have all the answers. We don't know how. We don't know how it would ever happen. Oh, well, I certainly can't do that because pick anything, you know, A to Z, pick an answer. And then you s- might spend your life thinking about it because when you're chosen and a lot of, I think everybody, you know, again, God definitely has a plan for everybody. Those who listen, those who feel the nudge, perhaps get a little move on and others just might get stuck in the unknown, the fear of failure, which Mm -hmm. is, okay, so you still have more to learn, or you needed that because you needed the lesson. When you get the balls to like say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And it's really interesting how once you do say it, if it's again, in the right journey, synchronicities just come flooding in. Yeah. When you get out of masculine, and you get into feminine, that's what activates synchronicities. That's what activates coincidence. When you're committed to the vision, when you make the decision, like, I don't know how, but I, I know enough to get started. And I think that's, that's what the underlying issue is that most people have is I'm not good enough or I'm not enough to do it. Well, maybe not yet because you don't have all of the skills you need, but you're enough to get started. You're enough Correct. to even do research. Like, mm-hmm. come on, like, let's just mm-hmm. do some research and see what this might look like. But we live in this society of like sudden death. Like it's a sudden death match, right? Like if I don't nail it the first time, then it's over. And so it makes us really, really gun shy to try anything. But I love, I love how you reframe failure. What? It means you've got more to learn. I mean, I could do probably six months worth of episodes on every venture that I would wake up and be like, I think I'm going to do this today. Okay. And I've done a lot of things in my life. And believe me, I have a very patient husband who will be like, oh God, what is she doing now? But now even the fact that we're talking and we've met and we're putting this out for others to uh, listen to and learn from, 
So three years, I, I always, I started listening to podcasts. I have a long commute. I still work nine to five. I'm like, I love hearing all these interesting people talk. I love learning everything. And I also think I need to say something. And of course, my kids are like, great, who gave her the microphone? However, I never thought that I talked about it for two years before I said, okay, let me learn, took a course, cried a lot, but in eight weeks, I had a podcast. And I didn't think past that I was going to be happy with one. And then I couldn't believe how much I liked it. So then I said, okay, they said I should record every week. So I'll record every week. Year three, 120 episodes later. Oh, bravo. How crazy is that? Every Tuesday. How crazy is that? I didn't know. But lucky for me, the podcast accelerator existed. Lucky for me, Ginny and Michelle were phenomenal teachers and mentors. Lucky for me, I have access to wonderful people that I'm so curious about and want to learn from. And there's nothing special about me. But I think because I pressed record, because I said yes. And even if it was just one episode, even if it was just 10, and then I'm like, uh, but at least I can say I tried. Yeah, I don't want to be plagued with what if. Mm-hmm. And, and I really don't want to be plagued. Like I believe in an afterlife and I believe that I'm going to make, meet my creator once mm-hmm. I'm on this planet. And I pictured me having this conversation of me living in fear my whole life and being like, hey, you don't understand. Sorry, Gabby, you don't understand how scary it was down there. Like people were mean and they would laugh at you and they would cancel you if they got offended with something you said. And like, it was just, there was so much stress. And what if we ran out of money? And and like, I, I, I pictured me having this conversation with God and God just saying, I understand, but I also had this person lined up to help you. And I had this lined up for you. And I had this experience for you, if you had chosen that and not him judging me or condemning me, Mm -hmm. but just saying, Mm -hmm. I understand, like, I, I refuse to have that kind of conversation. I want to meet God and be like, so here's the diorama that I created while I was here on earth. And it's going to like have macaroni and pipe cleaners on it and like super glue. And it's going to look like a preschooler's, you know, macaroni necklace. And he's going to look at it and be like, that's a masterpiece. Look at what you did with what I gave you. And look at the experiences I gave you. Mm-hmm. And then that's the conversation that I must have with God. So the power of decisions When you're maybe thinking about something and maybe you're getting signs, maybe you're getting nudges, what's a good exercise to either recognize it, to muster up the courage to see what's behind that door? Well, I think being able to tell whether it's a nudge or whether it's not is really empowering for people to know whether they should step through that or not. If it's an idea that feels exhilarating to you, that can lead to joy, if it has the potential of a double blessing, so somebody else's life can be improved by what it is that you want to do. If you have to rely on a power greater than you because it feels too ambitious for you. If the Mm. end result fills you with joy, to me, those are green lights from God. Go for it. Do it. Like I call it butt clenching moments. Like if it clenches your butt, but it also like it expands your heart at the thought of that result or that experience, move in that direction. 
And and here's the thing that sets apart really successful people from those who struggle all the time. Really Mm. successful people make decisions and they make them fast. And people who struggle, they go through this back and forth about making the right decision. What Mm. if it's the wrong decision? And then they paralyze themselves with that thought. Successful people make the decision fast and then they make the decision right which means they trust that as they move forward, they're going to get the skills, they're going to make the connections, they're going to have the help that they need. And if it's not the best decision that they could have made, they also trust that they're going to get really clear indicators before they're too far along the wrong path. And successful people trust that they'll just, they'll be able to course correct as they go. And we all have to course correct, right, Stephanie? Even Mm -hmm. when we're certain, we are living our purpose, we still have to course correct as we go. And that's okay. So they trust so successful people trust themselves, they trust God, they trust the process, which mm-hmm. makes the, the, the whole decision making thing so much easier. So it also sounds like successful people are also very present. Going back to your our opening statements when we were checking off the list, checking off the okay, I did my gratitude, I did, I did, I checked, I checked, I checked. So <laughs> have faith have their ideas, ready to, you know, lock arms and work together. But that also means to really be present. And it's a word that I know gets very overused sometimes, but yet people really need to tune into it because we are just so blind sometimes. Most of the time, I think we are because we are, we are projecting into the future. So we're filled with fear and anxiety because Mm -hmm. we don't have the skills to handle next month. We have the Mm -hmm. skills to handle today. And we're trying to project the skills we have today onto next month's problems. And that's never going to work. So that instantly fills up the anxiety or we're looking in the past and we're filled with guilt and remorse and regret with everything. And so we're not present. We're not present. And the only power we have is right now. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I tell people almost daily where everyone is writing the story that hasn't been, you know, they have their story together, but yet it hasn't been written yet. Like that, I'm like, well, how do you know this is going to happen? Well, you know, I'm worried because and on and on and on. I'm like, wow, you wrote it. Hasn't happened yet because that's so far down the line, but you've decided this is how this is going to be. And, and then that's it. And, and I want to pick that apart for just a second, mm-hmm. because you said something really profound. You've decided it's going to be this way. The, mm. most, the most important thing to understand about a decision is that decisions become powerful. It's not decisions to do something. It's decisions about something. So most people already decide I'm going to fail. So they've already decided about something. And so they've decided, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to fail or people are going to laugh at me or whatever. And yes, and yes, like big freaking deal. Mm -hmm. The people Mm -hmm. who laugh at you are the people who are too scared to do what they want to do anyway. So, so what? They're in the cheap seats. They're not in the arena. They're not having the experience you are. Let them have their cheap seats. Like, so what? You don't want the cheap seats. You want the experience, but it's Mm -hmm. a decision about something. I think the most powerful decision that anybody can make is that everything is always working out for you. And only good can come of this. Those are fantastic. Again, option, feminine, I want to say. Yes. Of those decisions. Yes. Everything is always working out for me. Yes. And can I say, Stephanie, I didn't Mm -hmm. used to run those programs. I didn't used to make that decision. In fact, I had a friend who used to say that all the time. Ah, it's okay. Everything's always working out for me. And it would make me mad. Because I'm like, why is it always working out for you and not working out for me? 
what the heck is that about? Why are you so special? Now, these are things that I said to myself, not of to course. my friend at the time. But then mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, that was just a decision. Like I, I can just mm. make the decision that everything is always working out for me too. And then just assume it's always going to work out because it always has. And we have proof of that. You're still alive. I'm still alive. Whoever's listening to this, they're still alive. Everything has worked out for you. Not maybe to what you were envisioning at the time, but it still worked itself out. Right. So you have plenty of evidence to back you up that everything is always working out for you. And when we're in topsy-turvy times and when we're in heart-wrenching times and you've got these challenges that feel so much bigger than you, then you can say only good can come of this instead of how am I going to get through this? Only good can come of this. And what you do is you train your brain to start looking for the good right now. So instead of waiting for the good to come after the suck, you find the good as you go because you keep reminding yourself only good can come of this. This was tailor-made for me to help me grow. This is actually getting me to where I want to go. But you know what? That's what we're all looking for. And I say we all. Is it everyone on the planet? Absolutely not. But people that are in that that I attract, so people that you attract, here we are together. We want the same and we know how good it can be. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. It's not. But the majority of it is, should you choose to see it. There are sucky parts of everything. You know, we all want to live forever. We lose people. We lose pets. It didn't go the way you thought. Again, why do we think we're because we have this idea, we have our story. And a lot of times it does work out beyond your dreams better. That's why it didn't, you know, we can only think of this much like, oh, you know, maybe 10 people will listen. Maybe two people will listen to my podcast. When I get my numbers back, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. That's wonderful. I never really thought, thought in that realm. Who knew? I didn't know. I had no idea. I was just happy that it was out, that it was available. That's all I was. So, I mean, it just can start so simply. But you had said something before, uh, you know, in this, I'll say, uneasy time that we are. And we'd be foolish not to recognize that it's it's a tough time. You know, people are, are having a hard time, inflation, prices, et cetera. So, the old hot button, money and mindset. Hmm. Are they partners? Are they bed partners? Can they be? Yes. Money follows mindset. And money and- follows mindset. Okay. Yeah. Money also follows feminine. It doesn't follow masculine. Please say more. <laughs> masculine is the mechanics. Money is only here for uh, one reason. And that reason is to help you grow. That's the only reason money is here. I should mm. back up just a little bit. Go. Give you a quick, a quick overview of the universe. We live in a universe mm. of expansion. We can see pictures of the universe expanding. Everything is always expanding, wanting to grow, and you will always be called upon to expand. Money is here. Money has to have a purpose in order for it to come. And money is here to help you grow and help you expand. The only mm. reason we want money is so we can trade it for something else. But the problem mm. is most people want to trade it for security. You will never have enough money in the world to make you feel secure because that's not a property that money fills. Money isn't designed to do that. Money's just here to fund your dreams. Money's just here to help you have joy. Money's not here to help you feel safe and secure. 
the only thing that you're going to, that, that like deep safety and security is what I'm talking about. I know some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, baloney, Allison. I feel mm-hmm. much more secure when I can pay all my bills and when I can't. So on a surface level, yes, but I want to go mm-hmm. deeper than surface level because when we made no money, I was up every night in anxiety, wondering how we were going to pay the house bill. When mm-hmm. we were making 30 grand a month, I was up every night in anxiety in absolute terror. We would lose it. All right. So money is not the common denominator here. I was the common denominator in the anxiety with my money. When I realized and when God taught me, okay, the spiritual and the energetics of money is that money is just here to help you grow that deep down safety and security that we need that our soul requires only comes from one place. And that's our connection with God. Because if God, well, God to me is the most powerful being in the universe. (laughs) and the richest and the most abundant and the most prosperous. And he loves me and he loves to spoil me and he adores me. We see that for those of you who do scriptures, we say all through scriptures that everything the father has is ours. We just have to choose in. So if God is limitless supply, then that makes money a channel, not source. Mm. When God is source and I'm connected to limitless supply, when a channel dries up or prices skyrocket, I'm still connected to limitless supply. All right, God wants me to learn something else. All right, there's another skill he wants me to learn, another channel he wants me to dig so that I can bring more money because God doesn't want to be your butler. He wants to be your partner because he wants you to know how powerful you are to co-create your dreams. So when Mm. you will partner with him and you will realize that, that money is here to help me grow. So I don't have to be ashamed of my dreams. I don't have to dial my dreams back. I get to dream really, really big, much bigger than I am right now and expect money to come in and support me because that's masculine supporting feminine. That's why money follows feminine, not masculine. Money follows feminine. It follows your desire. And it Mm. comes here to support you, to get you to your desire. I had desire for a very long time to take my family of six to Italy. And I played with that desire and I thought about it and I'm like, that's so much money. Oh my gosh, how are we going to do that? And so much time. And oh, I don't know how we're going to do that. It wasn't until I made the decision, we're doing this and I don't know how, we just are. I'm going to put down the deposit because I found a tour company that I really like. So I'm going to make it real and I'm going to clench my breath. I'm going to take a breath and we're going to make this real. Then the money came into different ideas of how I could serve and how how much more value can I bring to the marketplace so that I can make more money. And then that funded Italy. Mm. And we spent two glorious weeks together in Italy. Wow. I wanted to trade that money for an experience with my family in one of my favorite countries in the world. When people are just like, I want to never worry about money ever again. If that's the purpose of money is to get you out of worry, you'll never make enough to get you out of worry. Instead, just say, I'd like to really easily pay all of my bills every month. Let's do that. That one feels a whole lot more expansive to me than I don't want to worry about money. Plus the way that our subconscious is wired. I was going to say the, the, the mindset <laughs> won't doesn't do it. Re- recognize uh, which way I do or I don't. Oh, you want? Okay, I'll yeah. deliver. Oh, yeah. you're afraid of losing the money? Oh, lose the money? Okay, serve one up for Allison. She wants to lose that money. All right, let's take it. And boy, let me tell you, it did. It's almost that easy. And, and when I say that, that to people, I'm like, you know, well, I don't want that. You know, well, I don't oh, say that a little louder because that'll be knocking on your door in a minute. That's how powerful we are. And it drives me crazy. Like, please watch the way. And I'm, I'm again, just as guilty. Watch the way you speak. But a lot of times I will hear myself and I'll be like, oh, wait, what's so if I'm writing something down, so I'll be like, oh, 
let's erase and let's uh, backtrack on that and change it up a little. So with that mindset, when it comes to money, is there an exercise that people can start with? Because remember, this might be really new and foreign to Mm -hmm. those who are just comfortable in the grind. And that's their story. That's where their period goes. So how can we shed a little light, maybe just sprinkle an idea that then someone can further do their investigating? Well, can I share with you one of the techniques I use? Please, absolutely. Bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. awesome, thank you. And it sounds so simple and so silly, um, but it'll change your life. It'll change your life. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I have met multimillionaires who are steeped in lack and scarcity. It does not matter how much money you have no. or have in your bank account. Lack is lack and scarcity is scarcity. We got to stop making money the bad guy and me, and we got to stop making money God because money is not our God. God's our God. Money is just a channel. Mm-hmm. All right. It's just a tool to help us get what we want. So people want to be wealthy. Well, if you want to, if you want to pull wealth to you, you have to feel it first. It's mm-hmm. why people are really good at feeling lack and scarcity. So they get more, you get always get more of what you're connected to emotionally. So what are you connected to at any given moment? If I'm connected to worry, I'm going to get more to worry about. And so I started looking around my immediate environment and okay, what makes me wealthy that had nothing to do with money? Cause I had to start there. I it couldn't be with money. Cause I was, I had too much kinky, awful energy around money. So I had to set that aside. How am I already wealthy? I was outside and it was a gorgeous blue sky. Mm-hmm. That means I'm wealthy. Now, most people have, have this misconception that God wants them to be poor. Like that's a whole big thing. And especially in like Christian religion of which I am a Christian. So it's like, no, that's actually completely perverted, but we have this, we have this misconception that God wants us to be poor. No, he actually wants us to be really, really wealthy. And so I had to tie it to this means I'm wealthy, which means God wants me to be wealthy, which means he's going to help me be even wealthier. So I had to make these connections consciously. So I whisper it to myself, mm-hmm. sky is blue. This means I'm wealthy. This means God wants me to be wealthy. This means I'm wealthier. I love water. I always have water at my fingertips, like literally all the time. So I can, I can take a drink anytime I'm thirsty. That means I'm wealthy. This mm-hmm. means God wants me to be wealthy and more money is coming to me. So it would pull me out of that worry. It would pull me out of that anxiety and, and it helped me get grounded and present in the moment because it was everything that was like right around me. Every person, I don't care how much money you do or don't have, has a smartphone. We are all connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. That means you're wealthy. I get to have this conversation with you and we're thousands mm-hmm. of miles apart. And this is such mm-hmm. a rich conversation. This means I'm wealthy, Stephanie. This means God wants me to be wealthy. Right. So I did that for a while. And then I would take it to my money. And at the time, we didn't have enough to pay our bills. We were $1,500 behind every month and growing every month. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, but what can I pay? I can pay the phone bill. This means I'm wealthy. Thank you. This means God wants us to be wealthy and more money is coming. We can pay the house payment. I'm so grateful that even with the bankruptcy, we didn't lose our house. We never were in danger of losing our home. Mm -hmm. So this means I'm wealthy. You know, if you, if you're buying your favorite candy bar, that's a buck, this means I'm wealthy. You find a penny on the sidewalk. You didn't have to work for that. So actually money comes here really easily. This means I'm wealthy. It is truly the little things. And it, could be things and it also could be family or just surrounded by people who you love and love you and 
getting back to wealthy people who live in lack, I've known a few that a lot of people determine they are very wealthy from what they see, from what appears before them. And what appears before them is, you know, a shiny, fancy car and, you know, dressed to the nines and a big house and a this and a that. But then what's behind that door is perhaps a person who lives by themselves because they can't have a really, you know, they've lost their marriage, their relationship, they're this, they're alone, they're whatever. And I, at the time, you know, we certainly didn't come close to what this person, air quotes, had materially versus us. But I knew right away and I said, we are so, if you think this is rich, we are richer, we are wealthier in our lives than this person, because it's not about the bank balance. It isn't. Oh, is it nice? It doesn't help. It's all of that. It absolutely is all of that. But so much of it starts with you. And when I think you're at that place, and then you can build from the water, great. I mean, it's a Phenomenal example, because we take so for granted that there are parts of this world where people don't have clean drinking water. Forget bottled, forget anything. Yeah, I have cucumber infused water right now. Must <laughs> exactly. love you so much. You mix me cucumber water every day. I'm exactly. like, not only, I'm like, I am just yeah he's exceedingly rich <laughs> and and again, it's step by step by step. It is. It is. And it feels like somebody needs to hear this. Your foundation is gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's where you build wealth from. It's from a foundation of gratitude because what you already have enough of, it's really easy to bring more in because you're not in need. I love to read and I have more books than I could possibly ever read in 14 lifetimes. I have so many books because I have enough books. But if I were like, oh, I need more books, it would be really hard for me to get more books because I'd be in lack and I just get more of needing books. But if you will get into gratitude and build from there, gratitude makes what you already have enough and then you can build. And gratitude is the quintessential and feminine because gratitude is receiving and feminine energy is a receiving energy and it's a pulling energy. So when you're in gratitude, not in manipulative gratitude, like here's my gratitudes and I wrote them down and I checked them off to wear some big money. Don't use it as a weapon, use it as a tool. When you're feeling that gratitude, like even if nothing ever changes, I'm so content right now. I'm so blessed right now. I'm so rich and so filled right now. And yeah, there's still problems. And yes, I still have heartache. And yes, I'm still trying to heal this, but I'm so, it's enough. Mm. And God's like, can I give you some more? And then you're like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll receive. I'll receive. <laughs> A whole other episode on receiving. Oh my goodness, this has been phenomenal. Okay, Allison, where are we going to find you? There's a podcast, there's website, there's where do you hang out on social? Where are we going to find the book? Go. Yeah, so you can go to my website, alisonchavis.com. I also have a podcast called The Prosperity Approach that's on YouTube. It's on all of your podcast platforms. I hang out a lot on LinkedIn. So you can find okay. me at alisonchavis15 um, on LinkedIn. 
And can I give your audience a freebie to help them with masculine and feminine energy? Yes, please. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So I created a downloadable PDF for the difference between masculine and feminine energy so that you can, that's kind of a list so you can see where you lean more towards. So you know where some gaps are and you can go to prosperityapproach.com slash at a glance. It's all one word. And you can get that as a gift from me. And then that will help you see like, oh, this is feminine. Oh, that is masculine. And and it's so much fun. And if you're having a if you're having a hard time right now, money-wise, so many people are. I created a guide. It's called the prosperity guide. And it's 52 different things that I did that help help pull me out of lack and help pull me out of that worry and that anxiousness and out of hustle and help me get peaceful and grounded and more expansive. So if you want if you'd like my prosperity guide, that's also free. And that's at prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways. 52 ways. I love that. Thank you, Allison. This has been wonderful. And I do look forward to our next convo because this is nothing. There's there's so many other things that we can just delve into. And I will definitely take some suggestions from everybody like, what else do you want to hear? And then we can, uh, we can come back in a little while for another conversation. I I think that would be absolutely delightful. And to everybody, you guys, your support is amazing. You're going to hear us anywhere. Uh, You listen to your pods, obviously, on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, etc. Comments to the website, joyfoundhere.com. And yes, you're welcome. Five stars, I say on this, five. Listen, walk past your keyboard if you think you're only going to do four. Keep walking. We don't even need the four. We (laughs) need the five. And a review would be phenomenal because Allison not only brought it, man, she she blew us away. And let's get these downloadables. Let's work on our feminine and let's change the world. You can do it. Be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.